Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Exodus 11, the last plague. Now the Lord said to Moses, one more plague I will bring on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out from here completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that each man ask from his neighbor and each woman from her neighbor, neighbor for articles of silver and articles of gold. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Furthermore, the man Moses himself was greatly esteemed in the land of Egypt both in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I am going out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of the Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the millstones, all the firstborn of the cattle as well. Moreover, There shall be a great cry in all the land of Egypt, such as there has not been before and such as will never be again. But against any of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark, whether against man or beast, that you may understand how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. All these, your servants, will come down to me and bow themselves before me, saying, Go out, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
Pharaoh will not listen to you so that my wonders will be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh. Yet the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not let the sons of Israel go out of his land. In the next couple chapters, we're actually going to get a little bit deeper into these activities and how they happen. But um, I was actually was watching a show years ago. Uh, it was a very intriguing show, very thought-provoking. Um, but it was put on by Simcha Yagovici, I think his name is. But anyways, he's the, he's the naked archaeologist. I do know that. Uh, that's what he calls himself. And he's done some things um, out there. You can go check them out and try to stream or look them up. But naked ar archaeologist is what he goes by. But he did a show called Decoding the Exodus. And in that process, and at that time, he was not a believer. He was very much so a um, an atheist. And, and one person who would try to prove and completely prove that God did not, or that there wasn't a God, not that he didn't exist, but the way that he would do it is he would prove the things that we know happened historically. He would show them archeologically that they've happened. He would prove them historically. And then he would answer and prove them with science. So that he took God out. Well, in this this um, decoding of the Exodus, I saw the very first airing of it. It was before it was taken down, actually, and it was um, it was edited, and uh, James Cameron got involved in multiple things. But the initial viewing, the, the initial show of this um, was it was mind blowing. But for the first portion of the show, he goes through and he he um, proves that the Egyptians had slaves that were the um, of the description of the, the Israelites, of the Hebrews, who came out of the east. And he proved that there, these people also um, wore signets of the sons of Jacob. Proved it archaeologically that they wore these things that are the same things described in the Bible to be the Israelites. Also, these people, when they were there, they were first put there and they were given the land of Goshen to, to stay in. And they were shepherds. They, they had livestock. They did not farm. They had livestock. So all these things match up to be the same, but they didn't call them Israelites or Hebrews. They called them something different. Well, at this time, he also proved that there was a mass exodus of those people. And it was at the same time as across the Mediterranean, this huge volcano, Santorini, erupted. And Santorini had such an eruption that it was, the earthquake was felt. Uh, they've got evidence of it being felt in this massive area around there, but all the way over into Egypt all the way across the Mediterranean. But he goes through and he proved, again, historically, these events happened. And then he proved archeologically that these events of the plagues happened. And he showed every step of the way, he showed how the water could be turned to blood because of the uh, iron that is disrupted and shaken and disturbed at the bottom of the water coming up and turning the water literally into blood. And then he showed how that happened in Cameroon 
uh, in the 90s, and it happened in multiple places around the world. I mean, he showed this is what happens. And then as a result of the one big event, the earthquake taking place, the first nine plagues all made sense. And it happened in the correct order. So if the waters were turned to blood, it's because of the, the oxidation and the rust going through there. Any of the animals that were in it no longer could breathe, would die, would float to the top. Any of the animals who could crawl out, like frogs, would. And so it, it just, it was an amazing show that it, it showed step by step by step how all of the plagues took place all the way through the, the boils, the hail, the darkness, all of it was explained by this one event, including even the waters parting, all of it could be um, pointed to Santorini. But then he reached this one point when he gets to this, the last plague. And he showed archeological evidence of the firstborns dying, he, he, of the firstborn um, children and firstborn livestock. So it happened. He proved that it happened. He showed the evidence, but then it hit him. He said, there's no possible way. And he explained how it could happen and how it did happen. But he said, there's no possible way that the Israelites could have been protected from it. None. And then you saw it happen. He had the realization that there had to have been some divine hand involved. From that point on in the show, he takes a different posture, a different perspective. It was no longer trying to disprove God he had proven to himself that God existed. He was so excited. You saw this whole salvation moment for him. And he totally, and I know that because the history and understanding that, you didn't see the actual salvation, but you understood the, the revelation that hit him, that led him to where finally he accepted Christ. But now he knows God does exist. So now the rest of the show, he's going through and proving God's existence, which is amazing. It is a, a phenomenal thing to have been able to watch. Now, you know, the first portion of it frustrated me to no end. And my wife kept asking me, why are you torturing yourself by watching this show? I wanted to throw things at it because he was just proving God doesn't exist. It's science, it's science, it's science. And then he had that revelation and he said, God does exist. And then he did other things, but one of the amazing things is he spent a lot of time then trying to find the actual Mount Sinai. And there was new joy, there was new excitement, there was a, 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 a big passion in his voice and the way that he was, um, just the way he carried himself. He was so passionate about the work where before it wasn't so passionate, now he's passionate, he wanted to prove the Old Testament. So. God, I, I'm so thankful that um, we have these stories, we have this history, and we have the Old Testament to be able to read and see what you've done, you know, to be able to study the love that you have for your people, your redeeming love that you have for your people. And um, I just pray that more people's eyes could be opened, just like uh, Jacob, just like the archaeologist 
who finally had the revelation that you are real. I pray that more people can come to know that and let it be through uh, any means necessary that they come to know that you are. I know in the end, they're going to know because of your mighty power shining through. But I would love for them to be able to know by our actions that the love that we're able to receive from you and pass on to others could be revelatory enough that people could come to know you. Pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.